This is Tom Browning. This is Pat Lackey. This is Raquel Aurelia. My name is Kurt Evans. This is Rich Aurelia. Hi, hello, and welcome, everybody. This is George Grant of the Cincinnati Reds, and welcome. You're listening to the Red Hot Broadcast on RedHotMama.com. On today's program, what the Blue Jays really think of Adam Dunn, snakes in the infield in Cincinnati, the big moose breaks down, and more. Now here's your host, Amanda. Thank you for that great introduction, Johnny. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the Red Hot Broadcast on red-hot-mama.com. With me is the crack technical staff, Johnny, who just introduced the program. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Hey, thank you. So what'd you think of that? Trying just trying something different. Yeah, I think it, I think it's got some promise. Okay. I think we could do something like that. A little bit of an Ed McMahon action. Heyo. I fully expect the heyo later in the program. Okay. And if you could laugh ridiculously at stupid jokes, I would. I already do that <laughs> because I love you. Aw, fake laughter. That's the sure sign of love. So, uh, what are we talking about on the program today? Wait a minute. We should probably hit the date. This is uh, what? What's the episode today? One one oh three. Yeah, it is. is you know, I did not include that in my. In your intro. intro. Well, that's something to learn uh, for next mark. time. Yes. This is episode number 103 on June 23rd of 2008. Yeah. And uh, what, are the, what are the drinks tonight? Tonight I'm drinking the, um, the Pinot Grigio, the house wine, the house white. And uh, the crack technical staff is, is joining me with a lovely glass of, um, what is that? Maker's Mark Neat. Maker's Mark Neat. I'm also drinking my Pinot Grigio Neat, in case anyone was wondering. Mm, not on the rocks. Or with a twist. Classy as that is. A little bit of uh... <laughs> I think that uh, the commercials used to tell you to drink Martini and Rossi on the, uh, on the rocks. That's right. That's right. You know, it makes it nice and cold. I would think so. And watering it down is not so much a concern with the Martini and Rossi. No, it's not. So, so Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, so you mentioned something about the Toronto Blue Jays, and apparently they have feelings about Adam Dunn. Yeah, here here is a clip, okay? It's it's a, ra- a radio show. Apparently the Toronto GM does this little call-in show. He appears on a local radio sto- show where listeners, fans call in and ask him questions, and there's mm-hmm. a fan who called in and suggested Adam Dunn being added to the craptastic Toronto Blue Jay lineup. And mm-hmm. the GM, I think, J.P. Ricciardi, something like that. I'm not entirely 100% on the pronunciation, but he was not so fond of the idea. Okay, well, let's hear the clip. It's coming to the All-Star break, and it's time for you guys like to really make a change. Like Adam Dunn, I, I am so surprised that you're just going to pass up on him and say that there's nothing you're interested in about him when he could actually almost probably save this ball club. Well, let me ask you something. What do you know about Adam Dunn? Well, he's a, he's a great hitter. He's a power hitter. He's a great hitter. He's a, he's a lifetime 230, 240 hitter that strikes out a ton and hits home runs. Yes, he hits home runs, which none of the Toronto Blue Jays are doing. He Do you know the guy doesn't really like baseball that much? He doesn't like he doesn't no. like baseball. No. Do you know the guy doesn't have a passion to play the game that much? Well, yeah, how, much how much do you know about the player? I mean, there's a reason why you, you're attracted to some players, and there's a reason why you're not attra- attracted to some players. And I don't think you'd be very happy if we brought Adam Dunn here. I think you'd be one of the guys calling me on Wednesday night complaining about what, you know, all, of, all the deficiencies that the guy has. So, you know, we've done our homework on guys like Adam Dunn, and there's a reason why we don't want Adam Dunn. And I don't want to get into specifics, but we've done our homework on a lot of the guys that you guys keep mentioning to us that we, we're way ahead of you guys and see, looking at the things. And there's a lot of things and a lot of reasons why we wouldn't go get those guys. So I appreciate the... 
you know, the advice to go get these guys, but we know a little bit more about them than maybe the average fan does. So there you go. Adam Dunn has no passion for baseball. And the Toronto's Blue the Toronto Blue Jays GM knows it personally, apparently. It's pretty confrontational, wasn't it? Yeah. My goodness. I mean, I know that uh, sports fans are always kind of in your face, but I kind of expected in, in Canada they'd be a little more polite. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm maybe about in left field there, but... Maybe. It's kind of close That's to where New York, is, right? actually. Where, where the heck is Toronto? I, you know, I always here. thought it was like over more towards Seattle, but then uh, your family went up to Toronto no, last year, by, and it's... The yeah, it's on the You're eastern. You're thinking of the, the other place. Vancouver, probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't think so. You know, well, we've got a big U, U, um, a big U.S. map behind us, which does include some Canada. It it does include some Canada, but my eyesight. I can't see it from that yeah. far away. That's all right. Uh, you, you know, know Canada. Canadian a, geography is something we'll look up after the program. For now, go. we should get back to the baseball. It's America's hat. <laughs> yeah. So wow. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Did um, would the would the uh, Blue Jays be better off with Adam Dunn? Yes. Would they be contend-worthy no. with Adam Dunn? Well, um, who would be contend-worthy with Adam Dunn? Since we're on the topic, I mean, he is going to come up at the trade deadline, and there's going to be... Rumors of flying. Fl- rumors Definitely. of flying. Well, and probably some legitimate interest, right? I mean, yeah, he, I would he hope so. He's, I don't think he's like a cornerstone, your best player type of guy, but he could certainly add a lot. I mean, 40 home runs, 100 RBIs every year, that's... Doesn't that's, suck. No. That doesn't suck And at despite all. his low career batting average in the 240s, his on-base percentage, if not for a slugger. It's not Corey Patterson low. Ah, <laughs> oh, Corey. It's not Mendoza line low. It's, it's, it's slugger. Line. thing is, the modern-day Mendoza line is actually a bit above 200. Like, There's well, been some research. It's like around 220. So what? It's still above that. I know, but Patterson isn't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Adam Dunn, though, I mean, yeah, that's we were talking career uh, career average. But, but his on base percentage is, is, is very good. But in the last two years, he's picked up his average, hasn't he? Yeah, it has come up. I mean, I yeah, he's been improving. I don't know who uh, has a need for a left fielder like him. I would think there'd be a ton of American League teams that could find a room for him, though, since they have the flexibility hey, of the he DH. He plays a little first base. And apparently Javi Valentin plays a little third base, so you know maybe you could try him there too. This is he'd a tangent. A, he'd be a tall-ass third baseman. Okay. Do you remember the game we uh, caught the end of where Corey Patterson was not pinch hit for in a yeah. potential game-tying <laughs> situation for the Reds? Yeah. And, then a, and, and the reasoning by Baker was that he didn't have anyone available who had any real major league experience playing the outfield, yeah, which so wasn't like. entirely true because there was Andy Phillips who's played in the outfield in the majors and minors and... And also, I think Colbert Cabrera, right? You might point out that you could stick about anyone in the outfield for an inning. Yes. I mean, come on. Even a pitcher, you know? <laughs> yeah, for an inning? Hello. For an inning, yeah. LaRue's been out there before. For, yeah. For every team he's played for, that, that seems to That's happen. That's right. But, but that was the reasoning. Baker says, no, I didn't want to do that. So he left Patterson in to obviously make his outs. What was it, just Patterson. yesterday, two days ago? Javier Ballantin gets thrown in at third base? Yeah. Because uh, Encarnacion got uh, been pulled for something. Was right. he hurt? He was a little hurt. He, he? he did back have spasms. some back spasms, but um, Janish had been playing there first. Um, guess how many games Javier Valentin has played at third base? I'm going to go with a big fat zero. Yeah. Cause, uh, so wait a second. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think they usually have Weebles play third base. <laughs> at least he won't fall down. <laughs> he may wobble, though. 
So anyway, no, you don't. there's I, Dusty you know Baker's logic right there. Yeah, well... There's a blind spot, I think. You know, I think that... Uh, no, just recently we were talking about Dusty Baker, and I, I hate to get off onto another Reds-related tangent, but it does seem it's like it's an inevitability you know, of the Red Hot I don't broadcast. Know. Dusty Baker isn't really Reds. That's He's true. just himself. It's man. like a, it's like a, a par- it's just a paragon of baseball discussion, isn't it? Yeah. Dusty Baker is like Wayne Krivsky when he was around. I mean, everyone knew who Wayne Krivsky was because he's scr- speaking of. He got hired by the Mets. By the Mets, special assistant to the GM, right? Yeah. At least he won't be making any decisions. Um, the um- hey <laughs> Thank you. Very very nice. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, Take a step back. Dusty Baker. Wait a minute. And he made a stupid w- decision. Wait, what was it? Having Valentine play? Inconsistency. Ah, inconsistency. Inconsistency with Dusty Baker. That's what I was getting at. What I was getting at with inconsistency and Dusty Baker is the fact that it's entirely his fault that the team swings too much. In my mind, there is no... no. It's so obvious. There's no way to object to this. It's his right. fault. Because he goes out there and he says, I don't, I don't like... On base percentage. Presumably he likes... He doesn't like on base percentage. Thinks it's an overrated stat. Presumably he likes hits. Therefore he mm-hmm. does not like walks. Right? I mean, right. even if you can't ver- um, verbalize it like that, you, that, that's what you have to know it means. He tells people to go out and be swingers. Be hitters. He doesn't like <laughs> swingers. <laughs> he may be telling people that. I don't know. That, that, that would be actually, off the field, I bet. Though. You know, that's you, private. I, I wouldn't say it was off the field. I don't, it might be on the field. That could certainly add a Maybe a that's where Adam Dunn's passion is. <laughs> oh, the tangents we take. Um, but uh, but I, I think that he, that everything about his mannerisms, everything that he's portrayed as priorities for the team, has says, said swing a lot. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. And then, you know, we don't like the walks. We don't approve of the on-base percentage. We want you to be a hitter. All that stuff. And then, what, just like... Last week, he's saying, oh, they're swinging at too many bad pitches. Mm-hmm. What this team's problem is, is they're swinging at too many bad pitches. Well, w- where do you think they got that idea, Dusty? No idea. They're, what if they got all bad pitches? That might mean they'd walk. And then you'd cry. I know. I mean, come on. So not consistency, yeah. not a strong point. At least of the aging Baker. Maybe at one point. Maybe. He, uh, he was an even kill kind of a guy, but these days I just cannot uh, recommend him for your daily recommended allowance of consistency. Ah. Uh. So, well, Adam Dunn had a response to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays GM <laughs> to get back to our initial per, uh, our initial topic. Oh yeah, he, he basically he... called him a clown. Really? Yeah. Did he call him an ass clown? No, and I don't think he was flying out of any butts. <laughs> I don't know why those are related. I feel those are related, but they are in my mind. And what's great is the Reds will be playing the Blue Jays next. Oh, I look forward to that. That'll be great. <laughs> so I hopefully hope they'll be, uh, that he'll be hitting hopefully, some home runs. Hopefully Dunn will be charging the uh, GM's box. Well, I, <laughs> that would show some passion right there. <laughs> That's right. What I thought was interesting about the, the caller was that um, when the GM was, was sitting there going off on how, do you know he doesn't even like a fan of the game? He doesn't even like the game. He doesn't even passionate about it. Like, why wasn't the caller at that point like, so what? I don't well, care if he likes the game. I care what he does. You know, as he hasn't, uh, whatever level of passion he hasn't had for the game, he hasn't had for the last freaking five years, he's done all right. Yeah. <laughs> if the if the manager, if the GM of the Toronto Blue Jays had put together such an awesome team to this point, yes. then it would, yeah, I would say, yeah, his uh, his his uh, judgment is beyond 
reproach. Oh, obviously. Given the crap they're putting on the field right now, yeah. maybe his judgment needs to be questioned. What's it? I find interesting is um, year, a few years ago, uh, Ricciardi was a big on-base percentage type of GM guy. He was more influenced by the statistics though, and that kind of thing. And apparently that changed. Apparently so. And just look where how far it's gotten. I them. know. Isn't I that interesting? What? Dusty Baker too. I tell you what, we're showing some passion this this podcast, aren't we? It's the uh, it's the Pinot Grigio. That's right. He's getting my Irish up, as Pinot Grigio is known to do. Right. So what uh, what's next? I think we got another Reds related. It item, is another Reds related thing, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. You know, in a laughing at other human beings misery kind of way. Well, you know, which you might as well. It's not going to help them for you to cry. No. You might as well. And sh- the word Schadenfreude exists for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how I've heard it pronounced, but okay, it could be Shaden like, fruit or I think I don't that's know. what I was thinking. It could be like Shaden. I don't know. You know, because um, German and whatnot. Yeah, I know I don't so know much German. About German. Four shortstops down for the Reds so far this year. Just two of them. them take them two down. Two of them. Identical injuries, almost identical plays. Well, it's uh, they weren't identical injuries, as I recall. One was a. Oh, that's right. Something they're slightly different injuries, but yeah, very similar. Identical, plays. almost identical plays. Slides Head first anyways. slides into second. Yep. Which is bloody brilliant, really. Yeah. Well. Well, first you got to get there quick, man. So, do you have a list to run us down? Yeah, we've got um, Alex Gonzalez, who was the much storied um, shortstop of um, what last year. Yes. Who um, who was actually pretty good, but also spent a lot of the time out not playing last season as well due to some um, illness that his uh, infant son was fighting off. I'm not really sure what the situation is with his infant son this year, but that's not what's keeping him off the field. What's keeping him off the field this year is a knee fracture. Ouch. Yeah. That sounds... No kidding. And uh, this sounds like a painful injury for a shortstop. So for year number two in a row, the uh, Reds are kind of going on their backup shortstops. Um, Jeff Keppinger, who, you know, he's pretty good, man. He's not uh, He's not a bad yeah. player at all. But um, uh, something happened to him. I'm not sure what happened to him, but he's back now. He had a, actually he had a knee injury too. I thought he broke his um, patella, his kneecap, or something. Dude, like that. If, it, if he had broken it, he wouldn't be back already, would he? I don't know. Well, he's younger than Gonzalez, so he yeah. Might heal but faster. your your patella doesn't heal in a few weeks. Um, it's been a while. I then, mean, uh, two other shortstops got injured in the time he was. <laughs> Dude, they were knocking him down like like crazy though. So Jerry Harrison Jr. Um, was one of the victims of the head first slide into second base that uh, hurt his hand. Yeah, he, I believe he broke his thumb. He hit... Um, That's what I was thinking, yeah. He, his hand, as he was sliding head first, I think it hit the uh, in fielder's cleat. Yes, that sounds correct. And then Holbert Cabrera was the most recent victim of the uh, cursed short, uh, uh, shortstop position. Um, and he had the most disgusting entry of yes. them all. Where he dislocated his finger, his index finger, to such a degree that the bone actually popped up through the skin. <laughs> hey, oh, it's so gross. That's they were yeah. apparently able to pop it back in, but you know when you when you uh, they had to have your, surgery to, to to fix it. That's fully. what I was just gonna say. When you dislocate your finger enough that it actually pops up through the skin, you do have to go and have surgery to take care of that because there's some there's some rippage involved. And, and you know, not on that list, not really a shortstop, but as sometimes. Infielder, middle infielder, Ryan Friel, also injured. Where the hell is Ryan Friel? He's injured. Forever. Did he get injured recently? Yeah, in the same time as all those guys. Really? So that's why um, Paul Yanish was up with the team. Uh, no hit, Jay. good glove guy. And 
Now they're bringing Keppinger back. Activated him just recently. Hey, Kep can hit. Probably a little early. Or, well, definitely yeah. earlier than they wanted to. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Don't but, have a choice. But Kep can hit if he's uh, if he's all right. Yeah. You know, if he's um, if that knee's knee's not bothering him too much. Well, what's great about it is that uh, you know Brandon Phillips came up with shortstop experience. Right. Right. Of course. And there was a. You know, suggest well maybe maybe he can slide over and give a cover shortstop for a few games. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. I don't know if it was from him. I like the I like the idea that it was from him. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I've seen enough of that. And he'd be saying it with a smile. Oh, he would be, and probably leaping four feet into the air because mm-hmm. that guy can fly. Wow. So um, so who are we seeing now? Keppinger. Keppinger is, uh, is is manning the shortstop position. And yeah. Turning those double plays with Brandon Phillips at the middle right. field. Cool. Well, maybe we should talk about another team in this division. How about the, the best team in the major leagues? And that would be? The Chicago Cubs. What the hell? I don't know. You know, not complaining, because, you know, there's a little part of me that's a Cubs fan, too. A very, very little part, but yeah. It cowers in the corner and gets beat up by everyone else, doesn't it? <laughs> they have lost. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, my annoyance is that I'm trying to schedule a freaking trip to Chicago. And you can't get tickets no. to uh, to Wrigley Field. I'm not really. I don't understand that. Why Why can't you get tickets? I don't know. Well, I know why you can now. I mean, they're good. Why can't you usually get tickets? Why can't? I, what What do you mean? There There aren't any available. <laughs> yeah, you. This is. A, I'm. I, why wouldn't there be as tickets a person available? Who typically goes I'm, to Reds games. I, that doesn't. I don't understand. <laughs> you may not understand the concept of not being able to walk up to a box. Box office and, and buying buy thirty thousand tickets at That's, any time. Really? Yeah, it's uh, an amazing. What causes that? I, I, people wanting to attend the games. Why would they want to do that? Because they're fans. What? I know. I'm sorry. Wait. What? Take a moment to absorb it. It's crazy. But yeah, every so uh, every weekend Wrigley home is cooler through then. the end of the year has already been sold out for long, like long since. Is that why it's you the go- Windy City? What? Because they're fans. Oh, boy, are you a dork. Wait a minute. Hold on. Say it again. No. Please. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Put that ruler down. <laughs> Is that why it's the Windy City? hey <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, and then you go to StubHub or whatever, and, and or you go to one, any hey, of the many ticket brokers. They're not a paid advertiser. That Don't advertise on, uh, on RedHotMall.com. Tickets and, now, um, ticket liquidators, Tickco. And you search for Chicago Coast Cubs, Coast, and you get all these things that are like $17, and you're like, what? And then you see that it is for parking. <laughs> you can buy the parking pass for $17, nice. and you're like, wait, and I need a parking pass? I don't understand this, this either. And just aren't there subways or something? Suddenly, this whole thing trip just seems like way too much of a pain in the ass. I'm just like, I don't even want to go to Chicago anymore. This is a pain in my ass. So, yeah, we, I, well, I don't know whether that'll happen or not. Well, okay. I may have to wait until we, like, strike it rich. Sell, sell Red Hot Mama for um, $3 million. $1 million. Three, $3 million. And, um, and uh, yeah, then we can just, you know. Well, until then. Buy at the Windy City. If we do make it we to can, Wrigley. We, then we can buy the Cubs. They're <laughs> actually for sale. If we do make it to Wrigley. Probably slightly more than $3 million. In yeah. the uh, next couple weeks we would not be seeing carlos zambrano that's start. right because poor cow the moose the moose the moose the has suffered moose. an injury what has uh what's he what's he come down with he felt something weird in his uh shoulder or elbow or something 
He's so one the, of those uh, connected things. He's got the uh, the spilkas. And uh, uh, he took himself out of a game. And Dude, is this the first time he's ever been injured? There's a reason he's called the moose, you know. Yeah. That's the first time I'm aware of that he's actually gone on the DL. He's Everyone misses starts from time to time, but... So, He's um, actually on the 15-day DL. They did an MRI, and it seems like it looks like just the time off, the two weeks or so, will will cure what ails him. So Moose is hurt. But still, he's out for, uh, he'll miss, what, three starts probably? Wow. That'll, that should hurt the Cubs. Though who knows, man, with the freaking unholy terror that is Ryan Dempster. What the heck? I don't know. I'm very concerned about the fact that Ryan Dempster is so good this season. I'm afraid there may be evil spirits involved. Is he the guy who sold his soul, just well, like in the those the damn Yankees? Play? If uh, if anyone was going to, no, well, the damn Yankees guy wasn't even a baseball player. <laughs> he was just some guy. Maybe, maybe. Of course, I suppose you could argue that Dempster wasn't before either. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's actually um more due to Lupinella rapping. Oh, that's some good stuff. Lou Pinella rapping on the, uh, what was it, a car commercial? It is a Chevy commercial, What's I awesome think. about the Chevy dealership commercial that features um, that features both uh, him and Guillen, right? Right, uh, the White Sox manager. Is that they're, they're trying, to, they're trying to, to cater to both. Yes. You know, it's like, uh, it's the most blatant catering to both. It's like, we're, we're not going to take, we're going to try to, um, to call forward your loyalty but we're not going to take sides. We're going to try to play you both and make it look like we're fans of both. If you're, if you're, you know, egocentrical enough to think that egocentrical, egocentric, egocentrical. That that's where. Is you alrighty enough to think that you know we think whatever you think? Okay, so what's next? That's about all the big stories I have. Um, well, I would like to point out. That uh, from our trip to Houston, we did go to a game on calendar night, and we now have a Houston Astros calendar hanging up on our wall here in the um, in the recording studio. Right. This and month, I cannot Carlos Lee. help but notice the fact that the Astros have four days off this month. In June? What do they think? This is April? Hello. That's crazy. I know. They have the, the first four wow. Mondays of the month off. What the heck? Maybe that's why they're sucking so much. Are they opportunities to make up rain days? They play in a dome. <laughs> I don't even know what that is about. I would be pissed off if I were an Astros fan. And, you know, a little part of me is an Astros fan. And well, that little part is pissed off. The uh, Astros are sitting in next to last place, half a game ahead of the Reds. Ooh, that's close. Yeah. They're the worst team in the Central right now. Their last 10, they're 2 and 8. Ouch. Yeah. Well, maybe they need those days off. Maybe those days off are what the problem is. Maybe. They can't get their rhythm going. Yeah. I The uh I think the Brewers are doing the best in the Central right now during this whole interleague play crap. Mm-hmm. Um which I like to a certain degree. I I do find it uh, annoying that there's always it always seems like there's a one central team playing another national league team because of the yeah the inequity. uneven number <clears throat> but uh it got really boring every central team kept losing i know <laughs> except for the brewers I was sitting there so they picked up some wraps. ground so uh you know, take us take us down the line well cubs in first of course what's their record looking like they're 20 over 48 and 28 no way yeah they've been 20 over for a while 20? they're flirting back and forth but yeah holy they're, crap they're pretty steady there st louis is in second four and a half games back 
Okay, so... Uh, and Milwaukee wow. is in third, six and a half back. Uh, before, I mean, they picked up two or three games when they were winning and no one else was. Man, so that nice. was good for them. They're starting to... It feels to me like they're starting to click. They're starting to be the team that I kind of thought they would be. The Brewers are? Yeah, the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Cardinals are... Well, they're... Their whole team is kind of snake bitten, like the red shortstop. What the heck? And how and how are they doing so well? Are they are losing some ground lately, though? They have been. They've okay. since Pujols went down. They have not been the same. Well, Pujols, Superman. Then the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates in fourth place. Dude, check out the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Pirates in fourth place. What's their record? Thirty six and forty. Thirty six and forty. Four games under five hundred. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And um, your math is correct there. No, honey, I'm I a know whole it's... glass of Pinot Grigio into this podcast. I know math is hard. Math is hard. <laughs> Johnny. Um, so here they are, four games under and in a solid fourth place, because what, what's the uh, what's the Houston uh, record at? There's, they're only a game back from that. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, it's it's very realistic that the uh, Pirates could, could end the season in fourth place. They could end the mm-hmm. season in third place. Dude, it depends on how, how important Pujols is. And how long he's really out. I, I Third place would be pushing it for them. But this could be like the most yeah. phenomenal. And I mean, they could have a, like a, a record breaking. Um, losing year. Losing year. And, yeah. and still finish pretty high. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I just the quirks, you know. Yep. Thank you, Interleague Play, because without <laughs> it, everyone would have to have half of their teams above 500 and half of them below. Sort of. What else? That's true. Well, that's about it. That's really plenty, isn't it? Yes, it is. We've rambled on a bit. <laughs> I think so. It probably feels a little shorter. We should. I think we should always have a little drinky drink. That's what she said. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... On that high note, I think we should wrap this up. Um, what are we looking forward to? What's coming what up? What are we looking forward to? Fourth uh, of July? Yeah, that's... Uh... That's soonish. Looking forward to the 4th of July and all the baseball and apple pie that will come along with that. We'll see. And uh, so till then, keep on hanging in there and we'll see you at the ballpark. Let us know what you think about the podcast at iTunes and share your thoughts about the humorous NL Central on the blog at red-hot-mama.com or on our comment line at 206-600-1734. That's 206-600-1734.